Did, did Home Alone 3 have Macaulay Culkin in it? Because I remember. No, the... it didn't. I don't think so. No? It didn't, no. The, the third okay. one's good, though. Like, it, they changed the kid up, and, um, like, the, it's like a totally. It's like an entirely new story, different villains, different yeah. kid. The villains are, like, high tech. I, I kind of want to table this because I probably will bring up the Home Alones again in the last act of this episode. Was so. was the third one, the, was that the one with the, like, they were in the mansion? I think so. Like, it was a rich kid? No. Well, the only thing I remember no. from that movie is to say, like, they had a microphone, which was like, the vacuum on, and, like, the vacuums on the fireplace turned right. on. The, That's the, the, the only difference, thing I remember. The, the difference the is, the difference is, like, because it was made in, like, the early 2000s. The different every, everything was like about computers, like in this time too. So it was yeah. just like the, the fucking so, uh, the villains were like high tech. The villains were like professional villains this time. They weren't. I like really Zucker- want to watch this because it sounds like. Hack. Listen, so the ho- the Home Alone films are no, but real fast, films, real fast. Right? The, the, and and the kid also uses technology to you know beat off the beat off. <laughs> 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 Flashlight for Christmas. <laughs> Did Christmas have some old racist tweets? Why, why are we canceling Christmas? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. probably. <laughs> yeah, Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. Merry well, Christmas well, well, and well, Happy Gibson New Year. Is, well, Mel Gibson oh. is playing Santa Claus, so. Right, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Emphasis on the Happy New Year. <laughs> Emphasis hey, on hey, New quick, Year. <laughs> quick question. Is the birth of the Lord anti-Semitic? I mean, Jesus was Jewish. We're celebrating a Jewish person. What's wrong with that, Ricky? That's like the classic lib tweet, is being, you know, like the, the Jewish Palestinian socialist. Yeah. I fucking hate the. I hate it when Christians are like, Jesus was a Jew. That's like, in, that's Jews for Jesus shit. That's not, I don't fuck with that. Jesus, or as he's known in the Old Testament, Joshua too. Do you, do you know that organization, Jews for Jesus? I, I do. I've never encountered them personally, um, I, but yeah, I'm familiar with them. I yeah. did not know that existed until I think I was like 14 and I was on, I, I was one of the very first times that I had flown. So I was flying to Minneapolis to go to Jesus camp. And then there was a woman on there I was sitting next to. We're going to circle back. We're going to circle back around a bit. Yeah, she kept on like talking. Oh, yes, yes. It was one of the Jesus camps I went to. And she kept on trying to talk to me. And she's like, oh, I'm in this organization called Jews for Jesus. And I was like, is she is she joking? Like, is this what? <laughs> she's like, yes, we convert young Jewish people to Christianity. And I was yeah. like, what? Oh, the no. Hell? So- <laughs> I've always known about Jews for Jesus, but I thought they were like something that didn't really exist anymore. They were like, they're a kitsch thing. You know, I have like some old Jews for Jesus records from like the 60s and 70s. 
And then this was I like heard from my yeah, I heard from like more cons- people, Jewish friends I have who grew up more conservative in actual Jewish areas, and they were like, my friend was saying that like where he grew up, um, the Hebrew school or whatever, I don't know, whatever. Like his his like um, institutions were like, watch out f- for Jews for Jesus, like keep yourself strong against Jews for Jesus. And I was like, what? But yeah, apparently they tr- they they thought. Did they think that you were Jewish, Carly? Were they like... I don't know. She kept on like, asking me. Or were they trying to get you me. in the fight? I, 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 I don't know. Honestly, I think she was just like a really telemarkety kind of person. She kept on trying to talk to me. And I was like, can you not? Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't, I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was yeah, like 15. Yeah, and, I'm, and I'm just like, you know, on this plane by myself. I'm like, okay. That's how they get you. They I, love talking. I'm like, to I'm going to, I'm going to Christian camp. I just <laughs> yeah. tried to get her to stop talking to me because I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. I knew something was off. She was like, juice yeah. for Jesus. I was like, that sounds fake. <laughs> like I have a big problem I'm, I'm with missionaries. You have a big problem with missionaries? Missionaries are Yeah, that doesn't surprise evil. me. Yeah. That's it. Bottom line. If you are trying to get other people onto your like weird ass spiritual side, <laughs> you are the snake from the Garden of Eden. You are Satan per- destroying personal. the world with your hubris. I'm a Gnostic, and that's offensive. Well, I was, I was, then I was gonna they say are per- um, an archon. That was way too highbrow for you guys. Whatever, it's fine. Do you guys have uh, any like uh, family traditions that you are canceling or continuing to do this year? I, I am canceling some family traditions unrelated to COVID. Our, our family, our family, our family orgy is definitely canceled. It's a great. What? I will. I will say. Um, Okay, let me see if this is going to come out. The Trudeau serious. family uh, tradition is being canceled. It really <laughs> pisses me off. I think that, like, the, you know, I don't know, people's willingness. I'm, like, historically really serious about Christmas, uh, which is a holiday that belongs to Jews. And because uh, we invented celebrations and camp and all of that thought, um, I, and music. So, so, that, and, so that has nothing to do with uh, Jesus being Jewish? No, 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 no. Un- unrelated to that. I'm not really sure how Jesus fits into Christmas, which is a holiday about Santa Claus, who was Jewish, by the way. It's um, a Ru- Russian Jew, Santa Claus. Anyway, so um, I didn't know I, that. No, I just made that up. Saint Nick was Jewish? God damn, a fucking education system. Man. That's I, canon. Thought I thought he was Greek. It's canon. It's canon. He's, he's... I'm, I'm going to get like literally murdered by Greeks. I Anyway, so I just, I'm really serious about Christmas and I was just kind of upset with people's willingness to half-ass Christmas rather than we should have just all come together just to not do it this year. Mostly not just, you know, so we don't die, but also just... Watching just like a, a, a bull, an even worse than usual version of the spectacle, you know, while people are pretending nothing is going on is just really disgusting. And I think it's sadder that way. Like, I think if we would just all get a winter, we should, you know, maybe we should have all just had some sort of like solstice vacation or something. But um, I will say that maybe like I'm hoping it seems like a good opportunity to use COVID to just uh, break up with your family is all I'm saying. And I'm hoping there are a lot of people out there who are like, you know, Carly approves this. Carly approves breaking up with your toxic family. Yeah. Ricky is anti-family. So in a way, this whole crisis has, uh, you know, like the Mao quote, there's great disorder under heaven. 
we can come on, come on. We all know we're all looking at the numbers. The family, we would like to, but the family is, of course, entrenched by crisis, right? So the family is only getting stronger and people are only getting more dependent on it, particularly women on a global scale right now, right? Are um, the wage, the gaps in for wage earners globally are getting worse. Violence against women is getting worse. The family is getting stronger in that women have fewer other options, you know. Um, we're seeing austerity, austerity, which is a thing that cuts st- social services that would allow people to not have to rely on the family, right? Um, we have, of course, like all of the middle class women, not to that sounds bitchy, but the middle class women are complaining about how um, they now have to raise their kids because um, wage earning teachers aren't doing it for them. Uh, that was really mean, but it is true. Um, so, which is another way of entrenching the family, right? So, um, the family is getting worse. Uh, thanks, COVID. Merry Christmas from Ricky, Ricky Reynolds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Families are getting worse and the family is getting worse. Well, uh, why don't we talk about the movie that we all watched? Um, the Muppets Christmas Carol, <clears throat> which was uh, uh, screened by DSA Political Ed a mm-hmm. few days ago. And I, I got to say, I really like uh, this tendency that we've fallen into of just piggybacking off of... Uh, what's happening with DSA political ed. We're, we're partnering, and I, I will go off about this on political ed meetings, that the this particular podcast is, you know, a modern... This is political education. We, the six of us here, are doing political education. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Okay, okay Ricky, when you say that... I you am a say, senior <laughs> There's four of us teach political education at most. I'm a monkey who speaks into a screen. <laughs> like, that's all I am. Listen, this is what I always say to, to my DSA comrades, is if, you know, nobody's gonna, nobody's reading out there. None of our people are reading. So is this, could this I be worse I listened to a Christmas, Christmas Carol today. I listened to that. Yeah, that's a, po- that's a podcast. This is, it's better than nothing, is what I like to say about this podcast. Is, is that, is that our, is that our new tag, is that our new tagline? <laughs> For the uh, for the pod, we're activating it's minds. Than, it's better than I mean, having no friends. Wait, wait, instead wait. of evolution, the the only podcast. It it's is better the than only nothing. Podcast. We have a few taglines now, I guess. Uh, the only podcast, and I think on our social media, our our tagline is a podcast for leftward idiots. That's all podcasts. Right. Yeah, I, I feel like our tagline should be "Democracy dies in darkness." <laughs> Well, anyway, um, um, oh, by the way, we could have we could have seen this movie together in person at a movie theater. I don't know if you guys knew this, but Celebration Christ. Cinema in Lansing is screening this fucking movie. <laughs> the Charles Dickens super spreader. Yeah. So, 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 so you're saying that the DSA stream was actually a counter protest of it, Celebration yeah, Cinema's was, was. abhorrent COVID practices? I wonder I if the... The ghost of Outbreak's future will visit the celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver, Twist, right, is, Oliver Twist is Dickens, right? Can I have some yeah. more, more COVID, please? More COVID. Oh my God. More COVID. These are the presents you would have gotten for Grandma if Grandma didn't die because of your carelessness. <laughs> May I please have another spike, sir? None, none of those jokes were funny. I'm sorry. Well, Ricky, can you uh, can you tell us uh, why DSA screened this movie? Uh, because I wanted to specifically okay um, okay so yeah so uh i was in charge um 
You know, we were thinking we are kind of not like in seriousness looking for I like to use film screenings, which we do as a, as a podcast here. Right. We'll watch a movie together and talk about it. And I really do genuinely think that that's an important part of political education in part. Like I'm slightly overeducated media studies bitch or whatever, but I genuinely don't think that most people are used to like watching a movie that's a regular movie and being like, oh, does that have ideas in it? And I think it's really good to practice, you know, discussing and, you know, creating a climate where you're always using your activating your mind as a socialist. Right. Um, There is no like turning off your brain or whatever. That's um, that's for amateurs. But um, I also really I think this is a provocative film. Like I think that I think that a Christmas story, a Christmas carol is like actually, um, you know, there's a lot of. there's conventional wisdom from the left or the democratic left or whatever that the A Christmas Carol is not an anti-capitalist film and that, you know, it's about a rich guy who like changes his heart, which is not like how you can change capitalism. And I think that there's like a lot of validity to that, especially from our our moment where we're watching this. But that's not really the moment that produced this story. Right. Um, the moment that produced a Christmas Carol was literally Karl Marx's moment. Right. Um, they were contemporaries in on the ground. And um, I think it's interesting to think through, like, maybe what if, you know, maybe there's some use to this. Right. Maybe it's not that dumb. And also this is just this particular adaptation is uh, the greatest movie ever made, in my opinion. Uh, no, it's not. why you guys like always look at me like that when I say something that's like obviously <laughs> I didn't. hyperbolic. I, 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 was, I don't know I was, what you I mean was, by respect, look at you I, like that. I did not look at you anyway because I, res- I, I respect that. I respect it was that. Just ben. No, it's, but it's genuinely a, like in, it's like a shockingly like good movie. Just it, it, it is pretty good. And it's level of production value it. in the yeah. shit. I was really impressed also with how it, it was. I listened to the uh, audiobook like I said earlier and it is very faithful to the original. Uh, yeah, yeah. What did you think about the book, Alex? Um, okay, a few thoughts. Um, I'm a little disappointed that they like took out the part where like the teacher uh dresses up as uh Alibaba from uh, uh from the Forty Thieves story. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. To like to um you know cheer up Eb- little Ebenezer. I was really yeah. like. I, I thought that was funny. Oh, I'm gonna you know do a little Orientalism and <laughs> yeah, nineteenth century nineteenth century British literature was you know Orientalism was at the center of all culture in in England in the nineteenth century, right? Which yeah, we don't I mean, really they cut that out of the Jane Eyre or I'm whatever. Su- I'm, surpri- I'm surprised. I'm surprised they didn't go for it because this movie was released in '92 when mm-hmm. you know some dude dressing up like Alibaba would, would have absolutely like oh, oh yeah ha, 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 it would have so been great yeah it was it, it was really a forward thinking decision on their part yeah. to right. not get canceled in 30 years yeah, yeah so <laughs> they took that part out not great um well there well there is a point where um I think it was when the, uh, the ghost of Christmas passed said oh this uh uh christmas party that your boss did he didn't even spend a whole lot of money and he has like all the means to make everybody in the town like have a good life and he doesn't and you know i think so so we had this discussion a little bit like was ebenezer Mm -hmm. scrooge like an actual capitalist or not yeah we need to back this up a little i need to explain this because it doesn't really make sense that you're describing so here's a question that kept coming up for for us right um so people watch or consume adaptations of this text and they're like 
Well, Scrooge did not hand over the means of production or whatever, but I think we missed this part where Scrooge is not supposed to be a capitalist, right? So this is 19th century London. This is a transforming society, not one which we would understand like in the 20th century, right? So Scrooge, being a anti-Semitic stereotype character, right, was himself a uh, like urban petty bourgeois right he's a banker he's a money lender he is not a capitalist meaning that he does not own presumably although there's some we discussed this kind of in our conversation after uh, uh, political ed there's some debate about he might have also been a landlord um and there's some allusion to that that i don't know if it's explicit in the text or not which alex is the most fresh read so i don't know if he remembers he might have been a landlord but for the, there's no evidence in this film or in the text that i remember that he was an owner of the means of production right he was a merchant, a moneylender in the city, meaning that there was no way that he could have, you know, stopped being a capitalist or um, done any revolutionary act, right? So I always like to bring that up because Alex is talking about this. Um, there's two different. There's two different scenes I think about, right? So in the and I'm like crossing wires for original and this adaptation, but like, right. So when we go to um, the ghost of Christmas past, right, we go to this former boss that Scrooge has who throws these like insane parties. This is a very good scene in the movie. I think we got animal on the drums and stuff. Yeah. And he throws these insane parties and a young Scrooge is like, sir, you're spending way too much money. And the boss is like, but it's Christmas. And that's what it's for, which I kind of want to return to that, right? This idea of Christmas is about, like, splashing out and, like, um, having pleasurable parties. And um, then at the end, of course, after Scrooge gets the shit scared out of him and he changes his heart, he's, like, doing that, right? He goes, he shows up to his workers' families and he's, like, buys dinner for, he basically buys rounds for the whole town, right? That's what it is. And, um... So we're all left as viewers kind of mystified. This I love it when a movie does this, when it like really mystifies money. You're like, is this guy a millionaire? Is he now broke because he just bought a ge geese for the entire town? We don't really know if like Scrooge's future life, he's going to be poor because he just blew all of his money. We don't know if he's giving anything up, right? But um, this is a big debate, I think. I don't know what everybody else thinks about that. Um, I agree with Ricky's um, original point that um, this is not really like a anti-capitalist tale, but not for the the reason that she for the reason that she gave that you know he's not really a capitalist because um, I think he was hiring people like at least in this adaptation he had like an entire office full of people right. you know that he could have you know made their lives better. Um, but really just because the solution is sort of like a liberal solution where, you know, we're going to give, we're going to, you know, show this guy the error of his ways. Okay. And then he's going to give, decide to give away his money. And that's going to be the solution. He's going to, you know, buy Kermit's, you know, mortgage. He's going to do all, you know, he's going to do all this stuff, which is sort of just like a mirror to, um, how we address like the charities and, and like in yeah, America so today, you know, where it's like, wow, you know, if we, if we eventually just, it's not a problem with the workers owning, you know, this office that he's in. It's the fact that we just need to convince him to be a little bit more generous and everything will be fixed. The mortgage thing is a good point. So I will say he does also give his, his workers a raise, right? The mortgage is a great point because that is literally him giving org ownership, right? Um, at least to the extent mm -hmm. that it exists in the city. Paying off somebody's mortgage in this context would mean giving them ownership over their house, right? Using yeah. your capital to, to get them out of a um, landlord relationship with their... It's um, kind of, sorry, but it, that's kind of a strange concept, though, because I... The, like My one critique of A Christmas Carol is, is the ending. I hate the ending. I hate that 
he's like, well, obviously the solution is giving away all of my money and bulk sums to the people who surround me so I can make myself feel better a little bit. But I mean, it's, I I understand like what they're going with it, with it. And a lot of, I feel like a lot of the, I haven't read the original, so I don't know if the original differs from this at all. But again, I I like the concept of being like, you're getting a raise, but I don't like the concept of I'm going to come to your house where you're spending yeah, precious really moments too. with your dying child to like in the Muppets version, he's like to trick you into thinking that I'm mad at you, yeah, but then yeah. actually giving you a raise and bringing a fucking 25 pound turkey for your wife to cook while I'm sitting here waiting for it with these strangers. Yeah, it kind of kind of reminds family. me. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of like those like feel good copaganda movies when uh, an officer will pull someone over yes, that's, uh, that's and exactly make them think thought. that they fucked up or they're gonna you yes. know do something and they just like give them a gift like, like and, some ice cream or yeah. some random shit oh yes. you thought you were going to jail today cause oh wait hold on is that weed in your freaking uh, I... <laughs> in your ashtray get the fuck out the car <laughs> hold up Ricky you know, what, you know what Carly you should read you should actually read the adaptation or like give it a listen it's only like three hours audiobook on uh-huh. YouTube um, because at the end, actually, he spends Christmas with his nephew at his nephew's Christmas party. Okay, and, that makes way more sense to me. And, and he spends the whole day there. He doesn't even go. He sends the biggest uh, turkey to uh, uh, Bob Crockett. Okay, good. <laughs> Bob Crockett. Is that, is that his name? Let him go off. Cratchit. No, that's not his name. Let, let Alex speak. Whatever. But, <laughs> but... Yeah, cratch it. Whatever, whatever. I don't even give a. Sh- I don't give a shit about this motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. Name. No. All right. Anyways, but he gives like he get, and then the next day when he's like supposed to come home or come home, come to work early, uh, Bob is. He doesn't. He's late, and Scrooge like uh acts like he you know he's gonna like uh totally like rip him a new one, and then he's like you know how I'm gonna uh, respond to this? I'm gonna give you a raise. And, like, before he even understood what was going on in, like, uh, Bob's head, he was, like, thinking about, like, t- assaulting Scrooge and just, like, <laughs> running away. <laughs> See, that, that's, what I, that's what I thought, too, like, when um, at the very end of the movie where he's, um, you know, pu- pulling his shtick of thinking he's mad and Miss Piggy comes out and just starts berating yeah. him. I'm like, well, like, what if she, like, I've seen Honestly, Miss Piggy. Honestly, he still kind of deserves to see his ass okay? yeah. Like, I'm surprised, yeah. Miss Piggy, I'm surprised Miss Piggy wasn't coming out there fucking swinging, okay? You, you might lose your life. Well, she was about to. <laughs> yeah. I really like Ben's point about this being, like, propaganda films because I think it really brings out, like, what, you know, well, this movie is maybe not a bad example or not a good example of this because it's just, like, the kind of thing we, uh, you know, there's a million adaptations. Every generation, every few years, there's an adaptation of this and also on stage constantly, right? Um, but I do think that there's something, the most useful thing to think about is like, what is this, 92 or is it 90, early 90s, 90, right? 92. Yeah. Um, and what is the diff, so the, this film is really faithful to the book, right? But it's still fundamentally different in every way, uh, also because of Muppets, but because of the moment that it's released, right? So it's always going to be doing something different. And I think that this is what trips people up. Um, and I will bring us back to Karl Marx in a second, but I agree with Ben that in 1992, a movie like this, the function is to make you think about the humanity of the boss, right? He might not be a capitalist, but he is a boss. Or the money lenders, uh, to once more, the three parentheses money lenders. Um, and, or the bankers. But in 
you know, I think when we had this discussion, people were people kept saying that the you know in you know in nineteenth century England, this text was supposed to make people humanize, or it was supposed to speak to other rich people. This is the assumption that people have that the idea is that rich people would read this and be convinced, you know, to not be robber barons. But it, that's not what it was, right? This is extremely popular uh, globally, or in the Anglo world at least, with working people, right? So this was a movie or a book that, or really it was serial, right? It was in magazines originally. Um, and that was read and toured and, and read in performances and was very popular with working people in the U.S. and in, in the U.K., and to me, that means I think we're a misunder, you know, so it's liberal today, but maybe it wasn't right. Um, and to bring this to Marx, um, Marx himself, uh, there's like a lot of people mention this in text and I don't have the citation. I don't know where he said this, but it's often said that Marx was a fan of Dickens and they corresponded. I think I'm not really sure if that's true. Because Marx believed that he was doing one part of a work that he could not do himself and that Dickens was doing this other part, which was, um, you know, talking to regular people about their lived experiences or whatever. And I bring this up a lot, um, literally raising consciousness, because people today are like anything that has to do with your individual feelings or attitudes is, you know, liberal. But feelings and attitudes build into the social right they're necessary and that marx himself was extremely concerned with them right and he believed we had to change them in order well not necessarily change them he believed that they meant something right alex is like ready no yeah go off okay so what i'm what i'm and i'll give i'll give a christmas carol more credit than you know saying that it's liberal Mm-hmm. I'll I'll do another you know classic Alex pejorative. It's anarchist. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, go off. You mentioned this the other day too, and I want Wait, you to elaborate yes. this. Yes, explain this. Okay. Explain this with the full context because I think you have a good point here. I I really do think that there's a one to one. You know, the, and this and this kind of goes off to like what Ricky was just talking about with like feeling and you know, uh, just kind of like the moment and like social awareness. Like it's the Christmas spirit, that awareness of the Christmas spirit has like a direct one to one to like anarchist like concept of fraternity. But but I I I see this. And one thing. okay, so this book, of course, A Christmas Carol comes out before the Communist Manifesto. I think that's really important because the Communist Manifesto doesn't manifest communism and anarchism and socialism out of nothing. Right. It's describing what's going on on the ground in Europe. And so Alex is talking about a thing that was going on in Europe, which is kind of these collectivist ideas of fraternity and there's other ones. And so he thinks that this story reflects that a little bit better than it would reflect like necessarily an anti-capitalist or even communist thing. And I I think there's vibes in what he's saying. And I always want to point out like Marx and Dickens were figuring this out together, right? It was a whole new world, right? Everything was brand new and there were not like answers as to what was capital, what capitalism would become, right? It was not what it is now then. Um, and how this to get is, out this of it, was also this was also the beginning of like a century of crisis in capitalism. Right, Alex yeah. keeps yeah. I I I don't I I'm a, the kind I'm the important. type of historicist. It yeah. is important, but I'm the type of historicist who doesn't believe that it was the beginning of a uh, era of crisis. I still believe that this was the beginning of the thing itself developing. Right. What, what was that word? Um, historicist. Yeah. There's like a different. Okay, so what I mean in that sense is that 
basically how I'm arguing. I don't know what I, I don't know what I meant. Whatever. Historicist means a couple of different things. Um, but I am referring to um, communists and Marxists arguing about when uh, capitalism begins and whether or not it began. Marxists. Well, I, I, See, I was thinking a combination of a historian and exorcist, so I was way yeah, off. Yeah, that is normally that's my day job, actually. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that the the real crisis is uh, you know less like a crisis of capitalism. And more like the crisis of industrialization and like yes, modernity. Correct. That's what I that think. That is. Yeah. I just hit my microphone. That's that is where the <laughs> the crisis is comes gesturing in. very widely with his arms, and yeah. he smacked his. I'm describing what's going on. Yeah, I agree. And um, but either way, right? We're always experiencing that from the ground. We're not experiencing that from above so we can't really see it um so as a historian sometimes like the thing i like to say a lot is that we can't always like blame people for not having the right answers when they're on the ground right um i will say i want to bring it back to to, uh yeah and nobody in this room here is ever wrong so um, thank you thank you thank you for making that clear (laughs) but alex did just make the argument that feelings are anarchist i want to remind just remind everybody i don't need to go off i don't i don't need to be don't laugh you said that verbatim he did he (laughs) said feelings are anarchist fellas is it anarchist to have feelings (laughs) (laughs) fellas so but anyway i was referring to consciousness right so marks people people on the left today like online will be like you know, it's not like it's not like materialist to talk about anything that you actually experience or ha- or feel or think. And I'm like, I think I'm pretty sure that's in the book. I'm pretty sure Marx said one or two things about consciousness, <laughs> which um, which I tried to get everybody behind this in our in our political ed meeting. But I think that there, which maybe this is a segue. I think that maybe consciousness and the Christmas spirit are related in some way. Um, I think maybe I'm baiting Matthias because he's the only one here who's read philosophers. Well, I was just going to say that I think when when people talk about like um, what is and is not materialist, I think yeah. that there's oh, yeah. like a misunderstanding of what that means um, in the mm-hmm. sense of like it's it's taken as a very literal like mm-hmm. this is here. Mm-hmm. I can touch it versus like, you know, more of a phenomenology kind of Correct. take, which is that like. Everything you're experiencing is reality. That's it, you know? And it is, well, you know, and to take it more specifically to Marxism, it, the your experience of, you know, your experience are part of, is a material condition, right? Yeah, your, yes. How you experience the world is a material condition. And that's, that's like one read of Marx, but it's there in Marx, right? Um, I did want to say... Um, based on what you just said about the connection between consciousness and the spirit of Christmas, that um, I think that the Christmas Carol is a story about like psychological change um, and about uh, coming to terms with, you know, like uh, grief and trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, I see this like through, through the, strictly psychological lens you know like you have the guy see his the losses from the past you know he confronts these uh past traumas um and also he is shown the future you know he sees what he will become if he doesn't change you know 
um fuck i forget what the alcoholics call it uh you know the seeing the Mom- light moment of clarity yes, yes he essentially has a moment of clarity right and then mm-hmm. he decides to change and so this to me this story is about the redeeming power of you know this guy is a very horrible nasty person but you know the under no no oh god damn it back back it up you're gonna have okay okay okay, okay. where did i die so this guy is this guy is a really hard so he's he's a very nasty guy um (laughs) very nasty and and even the nastiest can be redeemed if they give us all two thousand dollars well, listen. That's right. That's right. It's, That's right. It's it's not just a story. I think that matters. He vetoed a military bill today because right, there was too right. much foreign aid to Israel. He's like that because they rules. congratulated Joe Biden. I do want to talk about that, but maybe on the next stream. Like I desperately want to talk we'll, about. We'll do it Donald on Trump. Sunday. We'll do it on Sunday. But right now, we're not talking about the news. Okay. So to, to Matthias's point, I, that's that to, that ties into like why I actually really hated the ending because he goes through these points of like recognizing his his traumas and being like because because I feel like a lot of works of art are from people who have like gone through these traumas and dealt with them and want to send a message to the people who are stuck in this edgy mode where they think they're too cool for personal relationships and things like that <laughs> and I, I see that as like a message back to back to Scrooge is essentially like you know, you don't, like, you are actually really unhappy. Like, don't tell me you're fucking not. And let's let's look at why. Let's revisit that. And then at the ending, I, he's like, well, if I just throw my money at people, uh, they'll like me. And it's like, doesn't really do the work of, like, healing or showing people respect and your self-respect. It's more so, like, I'm just gonna vomit all of this money at you guys and expect myself to feel better. But well, I do. I do think the movie focuses on him feeling better. I'm. I'm not really sure that that's like the key important part originally. Um, but I, you know, I think that's how it reads now. But he doesn't just throw money at people, right? I think that's what's really important. He becomes part of their world, right? He leads. This yes. is the key thing. This is the the transformation of Scrooge. He does not go downstairs, throw money at people, and then go back to his castle, his urban castle. He uh, he joins society, right? He becomes part of the social. He becomes part of, and he communes he has fraternity as alex might say with other workers um and he may or may not become one in himself depending on how much of his money he throws away right and i um i think that matters i think that people this is my critique of what other leftists like online or whatever they refute they just what matisse was saying about like getting hung up on this very literal definition of the material we're forgetting the social and the social is the most important part of the revolution right that's the most important part of class war is the social something uh, god now i do kind of sound like alex um, I, you know, I, I want to say that I do, I do disagree with Carly's critique of the ending because I don't think like, it's not that he was, that he was giving away his money or it was being charitable in order to feel better about himself. It was, he had like a deeply profound personal transformation, which is what changed his behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that transformation is like, uh, uh, because of you know, the most terrifying thing I could imagine going through all the worst times of my life. Like, imagine I can, I can see that. I can see that. Like, I, I guess the biggest thing that I'm left wanting is a moment to, to, to recognize, like, 
the sense of 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 self-respect gained by him and also like respect given to other people like like and, and this i think this is just something like the muppets version does like like i said when he goes to uninvited and shows up and and, and yeah. cr- that was so bitchy, it was so bitchy. house whatever his fucking name is and just like <laughs> crochet the crochet family it's america it's america's yeah. crash it okay? that's just crash not like it. really and, and he's like, oh, and I'm hanging off your mortgage. So, so I get that that's like a dramatic thing that Muppets does. So I think that's what irritated me. But it's in me. the text too, right? That's what Alex was saying. Um, there's like a version of that in the original text. So like yeah, the bitchiness yeah, the is sort original. Of, yeah, the bitchy, like, like I'm going to pretend to be mad. And it's, it's so it's, funny to me. It's it's, so funny. Oh my I, I God, I hated like, that. I, I hated that so fucking much. I mean, anyone who's, I, anyone who's dated anyone knows that when your partner pulls that shit out of you, you're not happy at the end. You're like, what well, the I fuck? Think it's, well, it's in the book, in power. the book, it... In the book, it's it it like turns out way be- like I mean it's like yeah. not as egregious because it's like at the office. Yeah, and yeah, he's he late. doesn't show up to his house. Yeah, uh, I still think it's kind of interesting that like maybe I don't know maybe it's not as soft on Scrooge the boss in that way, right? Because that's still really bitchy, and it's still like literally him just like oh, trying it's, to it's it's, it's, it's totally his... Mean Girls, one hundred percent. like Tina Fey wrote that bitch. Like wanna I wanna connect to what Matthias and Carly were saying about the psychology of all this and say I mean to me okay to be honest when I feel moved by this story okay I'm not that moved by Tiny Tim okay let me back <laughs> it's like I get it okay no, no right? I agree fuck him right fuck. right like f- fuck the sick child fuck them but, kids right so, so surplus population who cares. The use of uh, Tiny Tim, right, is he's, t- you know, Ameri- there were later American authors who did the same thing, right, where he was saying, here's this this crisis of, of poverty, industrial sickness, and the working class, there's some child labor elements, because um, I believe that Dickens himself was a child laborer, which I think this matters, right? That's the position from which he's writing. He left school to work in a factory because his father was incarcerated in a debtor's prison. Yeah, so that's it's so that was Dickens, right? Dickens is not Scrooge here. Yeah. He's, he's talking to his other people, but to me, when I when I watch this particular this adaptation, you know, I'm thinking about how this is just a shrunk down um, s- version. This is a we're looking at these social problems in a way that we can consume, right, through one particular family, um, and that was what he was trying to do, right? Um, much like the fucking what's that guy um, who wrote those books in the U.S. about child labor? Then he wrote the oil book. Uh, Upton Sinclair. Yeah, yeah, I can never remember his name, right? So it's the same thing later here in the U.S. Um, but I will say what moves me the most is not necessarily... I, okay, so my favorite line in this movie, um, to speak of grief or whatever, is life is made up of meetings and partings. That is the way of it, right? Um, that, that should, although, in the end, once again, to quote the original, the original text, not just the Muppet adaptation, Tiny Tim, who does not die... That's my favorite part is that Tiny Tim doesn't die because he got like a way more robust Christmas dinner. <laughs> and it just like gives him the energy. He was to literally, he was, he was one meal away from certain death. They, <laughs> well, they didn't God. really address thank that God. in the Muppets version. They're like, he's alive now. But I mean, they didn't know that's, into the that's future at all. that exact line, that exact line. So the future, right? So he changes the future, right? He sees the future and he changes it through his behavior, uh, which is that exact line, my favorite line in the movie, is in the text. Tiny Tim, who did not die, which oh. is very fucking funny. In the <laughs> book, he doesn't die. Oh my die god, either. that's awesome. See, see, I, you know, I agree. You know, I agree with a lot of the Marxist critique, but I really think that this entire story is about uh, LSD because clearly, clearly, all of the Muppets are hallucinations, and he has a god. death of ego. This is so, he has this a is death fun. of ego. 
I think the that you're end. right. I think <laughs> you know through witnessing his true self and deciding to have a transformation and transformation. Which one of us here most need entire. most desperately needs to have an ego death? I've already done it, so that makes sense. I could see that. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna answer that. Okay, all right. Don't need Which ego death us? if you're already dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> I will plead. I will plead the fifth. Anyway, I volunteer In this court to of state of the revolution. I volunteer to have a screw, even though I have do you ever done DMT, Ricky? No. <laughs> <laughs> no referencing other podcasts. We're the only podcast. Exactly. Damn it, Alex. We're the only podcast. Don't bring that in here. No Chapo. No Rogan. And Joe Rogan does that DMT podcast, right? <laughs> Can't okay. believe you guys roped me into that. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying it would it would be anti-Semitic of you to make me be the Scrooge, but I do volunteer to have a a Christmas ego death. Oh. I actually wrote something down yesterday when we were talking uh, regarding Scrooge obviously being a Jew. Um, mm -hmm. He's pretty much Shylock. Anyways. Yeah, um, Moneylender. Yeah. Uh, okay, Christmas Carol is about Ben Shapiro becoming a socialist. <laughs> yeah, Do you, you have that, to? That, that, ben Shapiro is not... Yeah, that's less realistic than than. No, 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 no. Ben Shapiro is the Grinch after he gets converted by the Who's. I don't even know. I think you guys are really Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I, I, I think, think that's I think that's unfair to Scrooge and the Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's unfair to Doctor. No, you're not, you're not was, wrong. You're not wrong. I was just I was just referencing that the Grinch, which again I'm gonna. I think we talked about this on the stream, but um. I do think somehow His the Grinch is grew six inches that day. It's specifically more. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like. I don't like it. Anyway, the Grinch is somehow more anti-Semitic than than a Christmas Carol. Um, I'm probably gonna watch that tomorrow. But the Grinch Which is like version? has that juice juice for the Jim oh Carrey God. version. Yeah, I guess we can. Yes, we can segue into yeah. our favorite Christmas movies because I like that we'll, one. We'll just get hits to like, that. That we'll one get just to hits, that. We'll get that, to that. That, that just hits the Alex, memory. Alex, we will get to that. We'll do it live. <laughs> Damn it. Alex, Jesus Christ. All right, Ben, what were you going to say? <laughs> I, uh, I, I grew up uh, watching a VHS copy of uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, oh, uh, which was oh, made in 1983. And Ebenezer Scrooge in that movie is portrayed, of course, by Scrooge McDuck, uh, who has a Scottish accent. So in, so I think that the a different kind of racist. It's a different kind of racism. Yeah. How did you understand it, 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 Scrooge, anything that he was saying if he has a Scottish accent? Jesus. <laughs> Scrooge should have been portrayed by Walt Disney. You, you missed. They missed a golden chance there. Yeah, I, I do think it's funny that Disney of all places couldn't make. Well, yeah, yeah I, I, I think that I think that about a lot of corporations that make like anti-capitalist art. Like, I think that when I watch the boys also, um, you know, or any anything Disney that has, you know, revolutionary shit in it, like a bug's life. I'm like, you, you guys, <laughs> like a bug's life. you guys, the, the, off, the, the idea that you guys are making this is just really fucking funny to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK, wait. So that's the that's one of the questions that I've I or no, this isn't a question. I'm just going to say it. I think that maybe the reason that we read this this text today as liberal is partially just because of how powerfully it's been co-opted, right? Um, to the degree that we don't even have to change its content. And also, system, 
the society is really different today. So, of course, like things play different now. But I really do think that um, as much as I defend this text in this movie, I think like it's been extremely useful for Capital, right? In um, And also, like I, 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 we haven't mentioned this, but the original text is credited with kind of creating the modern Christmas, right? So this text got really popular. And then a lot of I can't even remember what. There's certain um, traditions in the text that are said to have like come from this. They weren't really popular before this, but Christmas got really big, like low key, because of this text. Like it's usually widely credi- um, credited with creating Christmas. So um, to me, it's like I don't really think that I really don't. I don't think. Th- that it's not um, a liberatory original text, but I do think that we can't actually separate it from capital anymore. Right. So it created this monster, which is Christmas. Um, and then we, you know, capital drags it out every year to remind us to be nicer to the boss or something. I don't know. Well, before we move on to the next segment, did anyone else have any uh, closing thoughts on, a Muppet, on the Muppets Christ- Christmas Carol? I will just I say don't that think so, Ricky. O- overall, um, I dislike Christmas Carol just because I was traumatized. We took a school trip when the Jim Carrey version came out, um, which is very, very creepy, horrible animation. If you've ever watched it, it's it's a nightmare fuel. And also, the fucking first ghost in the Muppets pr- uh, movie. Un- uncanny valley Un- uncanny yeah, valley terrifying. uncanny terrifying. valley it's supposed time. to be yep. scary uncanny valley was the jim carrey one the, the ghost the ghost of christmas past is fucking poltergeist like yeah. oh my god i was getting like dementor it's a ghost story you're supposed to be scared <laughs> dementor i don't vibes. think i don't i don't think you're supposed to be that you were supposed to be afraid of that one i think no, that, that was, one's supposed yeah. to be like a happy casper ghost yeah, yeah, and it just did not. They they made a terrifying ghost accidentally. Yeah, honestly, the I thought pa- the first ghost was scarier than the last. The past one. is also supposed to be scary. That's the point of it, right? He's supposed to reflect on his past and be upset by it, right? His yeah, child yeah. Was, no, that's a hundred percent correct. Because the entire time, like that that whole like uh, sequence with the ghost of Christmas past, all I could think was if like a ghost showed up and like forced me to rewatch moments from my previous from my life, I I would be I would be having a really bad fucking time. <laughs> I mean, I mean, please I mean, get me the fuck out of here. Fight. You better be ready to fight. This feeds into my LSD theory. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. yeah. This, is, and, okay. yeah. this whole thing and is always, a really bad trip. And also, I, I just wanted to, you know, one last thought is that, you know, I think that we need to personally do a Christmas carol, you know, for next Christmas from a leftist perspective where the ghost actually fucking kill him in the end because he won't learn his lesson. Okay, he wa- they never learned their lesson, goddammit. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I think that would have been a much more happy ending. The ghosts kill him. The ochre, the workers end up owning whatever fucking factory lendage thing. The, the he doesn't have a factory, that's the point. It's just an office. It's just an office. There's nothing to own. You know what happens? You know what happens? Not to be like, we need, we need these jobs or whatever, but literally he doesn't own anything. The workers don't have anything to take over when he gets murdered they all just have to go to the fucking poor prisons the workhouses that's what happens this this is a little bit about like a um in a um sort of a a bourgeois a petty bourgeois revolution which is a little bit more like british in style than 
a proletariat revolution. That, and I'll, you that, know. that sounds like a problem for the writer's room. We, yeah, okay, 2021, right. baby. When you said Denver, we should, we you, should do confirmed. a leftist version, I thought you meant that we should all just do a drug to have the experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ricky, I believe that was implied. Uh, Isn't that so, what we're doing now? <laughs> just to circle back to what Ricky said earlier, she was like, you know, um, shutting your shutting your mind down, you know, that's a myth. You know, that's not a real thing. You know, as three of us are visibly drinking alcohol uh, on the Zoom. <laughs> Well, <laughs> honestly, if you don't get that out, well, huh? I'm, mm, how should I, I'm, I'm trying to make a, you guys don't have a brain to begin with joke, but yeah. you know, you get it. I think you just you get it. it. Wait, I yeah. think, I think get you need, it. can you explain the joke to me? Cause I'm not sure I get it. If you could use pictures, that'd be good. I was going to try and get a moment for Matthias and I to talk about whether Hanukkah is Zionist. No, whether Hanukkah is materialist. No, whether Hanukkah is imperialist. Oh, is it materialist? I don't know. I think. No, I think it's the opposite. I think it's I I think it's idealist. When does Hanukkah end? It's It's been over for like a while. Yeah. Okay, sorry. It's it's okay. Um, Um, Yeah, no, it's... um, I think it's um it's material in the sense that like any celebration like that is actually mostly about like community and like um oh god damn it well there we go uh, it's about Sorry, community I wanted you it's to about go community off and it wouldn't let you they don't want mm-hmm, me to they don't community. want me to tell the truth about Hanukkah Hanukkah is also importantly one of the few Jewish holidays that is um, intentionally a public holiday and not a temple holiday Um, for, you know, cynically, you could say because it's trying to commute with Christmas. But I think that that is an interesting part of it and a part that I enjoy, not just because I don't like going to services because I am that should suck. secular and it scares me but also it's just um you know there's the cynical way to read this is that you know we're supposed to put our our uh, menorahs in the window right as a public display or display it in public or have public events and the cynical read on that which is also true is that we're competing with Christmas but at the same time it is like incredible to do something as a public act right I love that about it you're supposed to put the menorah in your window like the okay never mind I'm not gonna say it because I'm saving this for a joke later okay um, you can save that but yeah no I, I think that uh ultimately what all of these holidays at this time of year are about uh i think in many ways is uh you know the uh the dead part of the year in terms of like an agrarian cycle and mm-hmm. also th- you know a um uh i don't know i'm, I'm it's sorry fine. no it's, no, it's a, about I mean, it's, it's about community <laughs> and it is about like having a an intimate moment with people around you and having some kind of a uh, you know bond reinforced in in those cold months, and I also you know I think that's what I think Hanukkah does a better job of that, um, in some ways because of the ways that it's you know creating a fan. It's supposed to be the kids' holiday, right? There weren't enough kids' holidays for Jews or whatever. Um, and I think it does a really good job of creating intimacy. It's also a, the the legend is about, you know, being inside a space, being trapped somewhere. Right. That's what the, the myth is about. So I really 
am disappointed to see us not all lean into that aspect of all of this harder this year because I feel like all having all these winter holidays is about your hibernating, right? Yeah. And you have to create something in that space. And that's what we've all been doing all year. So seeing this fake excuse for a public Christmas is such bullshit, right? We should all be literally just like holding up together and like burning burning a shit ton of candles and trying to like doing a lot of feel, drugs. yeah doing a lot of drugs and trying to have some sort of ego death together it's a celebration oh, the, 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 of light in the midst of the darkest time of the year that's what i was going to say brilliant. earlier brilliant and the, the year being the whole year yes so now we're going to take a take a moment to uh go through what our favorite christmas movies are and i want to i want to start with ricky yeah, so this was my favorite Christmas movie for all of the above. And I just think um, also just the songs go off in, in Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, no other Christmas movie has like songs about how poor you are. Uh, so I feel like that wins. My number two is Home Alone 2. I don't like Home Alone 1. I only like Home Alone 2 uh, because I think that it is more extremely um, insurrectionist and, and anti-dad. It's very, very anti-family film. And my third favorite is Rudolph, uh, which haters think they're cute with their little memes, but they don't understand camp. I also do really like Nightmare Before Christmas, which is because um, I am Jack Skellington. Good choices. Yeah, I've already I've already said mine. Say it again, I, Alex. I, yeah, say it again. I, I, well, I, the Grinch, just like the Jim Carrey Spe- Grinch just gives me all the member, member berries that yeah, I Yeah, yeah. Same, same. I feel that. I love that movie. It's so good. Really? When Alex first said that to me, I was like, that's literally the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life. That <laughs> I've ne- I had never even met anyone who even remotely likes that film. I like that Well, movie. that's because you're not, we're, we're, me and Matias are like the golden age. Yeah, you are the age film. of that. Yeah. I used um, to yeah. love The and, Mask, and ben, too. I would watch the mask, that VHS. The mask is my shit, oh dude. My. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, me too. I just, I heard that the Jim Carrey Grinch has transphobic jokes in it, which like Jim Carrey, all Jim Carrey movies have like an extremely transphobic gag for some reason. I, um, I have not seen it in probably like a decade, but yeah. um, I wouldn't be surprised. Don't rewatch it. You'll, you'll be hard. Oh, yeah, I, guess, I, guess, I was going to say, I, guess, I would have to rewatch it. I guess that's why he was just cast as Grindelwald. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> actually yeah carly do you have a favorite christmas movie uh not really we know that you hate christmas i i I don't really enjoy any christmas film if i had to sit down and pick one it would either be elf or the grinch original grinch or jim carrey oh jim carrey grinch i any any animated movies any holiday animated movies no claymation no i do like i like nightmare before christmas but I really hate claymation. It just it sets my stomach a twisted. I hate it. I I used to love claymation. I, I, you, 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 I like the. Claymation. You didn't grow up on Gumby. Yeah. I used to fucking love Gumby. Gumby's okay. The the well, that's more like stop motion originally than claymation. Like claymation tries too hard with facial expressions, and it's I don't know. It creeps me out. What's that one with um, the dog? The British guy. Oh, you know what I'm like talking? Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, yeah. You ever see that? Yeah. Yeah, no. Those are good. I can't. It's creepy. It creeps they, me out. Oh, uh, okay. Whatever. Those are good. Is that to, the same guy? No, I'm, I'm not going to speak. Okay. I like the Grinch, though, because it's got a good sense of humor. We, we just got canceled, Matias. We don't even know it. Joe, what's your favorite holiday movie? My favorite, my 100% favorite like Christmas movie, um, and also one of my favorite movies is, is Gremlins, the original Gremlins. Takes place on Christmas Day. 
Uh, it's like su such a like a great like horror comedy. Um, other like top three, I would say, is a little <laughs> little movie. This is also personal because me and my roommates will watch this one all the time during Christmas. Is a uh, Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Anna Faris from back in the day. I'm not sure if anyone has has, has seen that one, but that, that's the, the, like. That is one like one of my favorite like Ryan Reynolds like movies like besides I'd watch that I love a rom it's a rom yeah rom it's right? it's so hilarious and Anna Faris like it's so great and then of course um, my third the, the more traditional I guess Nightmare Before Christmas is Nightmare's it's good. great because it's good on both Halloween and Christmas yeah I and just I just remembered if 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 there's a movie we should we should watch um, somebody told me I watched I watched a video about it there's an Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movie. We were talking about yes. this. Actually, it's this, so good. It's so cool. I have to see it. We need to watch Listen, it. Listen, this came up in our DSA discussion. Who was it? Who said that was their favorite? Was it Patrick? Alex, do you remember? I think it might have been Patrick. Dude, I, yeah. I, I, um, I don't know. Friend hate that of the pod, Patrick. Yeah, he That's said it was pick. really interesting because he said it. He was talking about it as like an early version of this kind of heterosexual buddy pick where you put like I don't remember if it was Patrick who said this, but um, you know, you put like a buff like action star in like this comedy and it was also I remember all I remember about this is that there's like a plot point about like a dad getting like attacked at a mall over getting a toy so there's yeah, like this like, this like idea of consumerism in it that sounds kind of fun yeah it is you know because you know so many of the um Christmas movies just delve into like this this you know mythological version of Christmas that no one actually fucking experiences for themselves however so many people can relate to fighting someone at Black Friday, you know, <laughs> for a yeah, fucking thing for like, their kids. So in like, the that 90s, is, that that was, the most, yeah, that's the most American Christmas movie. You, that was like a brand uh, new phenomenon at that time. So I like the idea of watching something. Now it's like almost cliche, but it was so new at that time. So it sounds like kind of a good movie. I might watch that. Yeah. Like, like that in Kindergarten Cop were like just some great like, um, like it's not the tumor <laughs> great, great family comedies with Schwarzenegger um, I'm probably going to watch that tomorrow morning ben, I decided. what's your um, favorite what's your favorite holiday movie Ben I don't want to forget you uh, mine is uh, probably It's a Wonderful Life oh, never yeah. seen it that's a, like the 50s it's, one right it's a really it's just a really nice heartwarming story about a guy who is about to attempt suicide yeah and then just decides uh through a similar through a similar uh, series of events to uh a christmas carol then decides mm -hmm. not to kill himself um, brandon friend of the pod brandon johnson was talking about that as his favorite he said he just likes it because it's full-on catholic but we were comparing it to a christmas carol and um the diff kind and it's another film that people people think is heartwarming and then they revisit it and they're like this movie's kind of fucked which i think is a trend with horror movie or horror movies with <laughs> christmas movies right Freudian so people do this slip. with Rudolph a lot yeah truly people do this with rudolph a lot they'll be like whoa this movie has bad themes like no shit it's like a macy's commercial yeah. <laughs> no that's miracle but on 24th street yeah no literally rudolph was literally a macy's commercial um really? but i yes uh but i think um the more people talk about how fucked it's wonderful life is the more i'm like you know what actually that's kind of interesting that's like there's there seems to be like a lot of depth to that movie it's Jimmy Stewart, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd have to watch it that. It is very Catholic. Mm -hmm. why I, I haven't seen it in a few years, but I'll have to check it out again. Um, did we? Did we get to Matthias? We, oh, did, no. we did not. Well, Sorry. I also I also really like the Jim Carrey Grinch, but I like the Nutcracker a lot as well. <gasps> Nutcracker. Which, yeah. which version? Not any particular version. I have to say. 
Um, I just, Would you it's recommend my favorite, one? Uh, Christmas story. You know, okay. If you will. I was I made this joke with you before, but about the Care Bear Nutcracker. But that was I was obsessed with the Care Bear Nutcracker when I was little. Um, but I would like to watch. I always every year I want to go, and then I'm always like, I don't have the money to see a fucking ballet at Christmas time. Um, but I would like you to recommend you. Can you recommend a Nutcracker adaptation that I could watch that is like okay? I will... There's a there's a good really good youth production when we get out of COVID. There's Young People's Ballet Theater. It's called YPBT out of Flint. It's like twelve dollars a yeah, ticket yeah. to go see the ballet, and they are really I phenomenal. I have seen them. I used to work at the cultural center, so I think. I can... Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah. I yeah. I know a lot of the girls that went to YPBT. I did. I did a semester there. It was very, very, very difficult. Well, to close out the show, um, I think we're we're gonna go around and share uh, what we wish for for Christmas. What's on our wish lists? Who, who's got Who's got something? Because I don't I don't know if all of you guys. Uh, followed through on this exercise i have um some things in my notes app that maybe we could go through together yeah okay Same. my christmas wish i'm uh, to, just to be realistic <laughs> i'm asking for 601 dollars <laughs> funny you said that because the top of my uh list is two thousand dollars oh yeah Hell <laughs> you gotta yeah. be realistic ricky you gotta be realistic what are you right. doing? This is this pie in the sky idea of two thousand dollars. What are you talking about? Um, Matthias, do you want me to read through, or why don't? Do you want to go back and forth between you and I? Are we the only two that made lists? I have a few items. Okay. Do you want to uh, go around? Yeah. Let's just. What let, do you let's do just go then? one. Or, let's let's uh, let's have everyone go through all of theirs one at a time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't want to go first. Someone else go first. Okay. Carly. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> are these supposed to be serious or are these supposed to be joke? Because I did both. It's up to you. Oh, Give us no. the whole list, Jokes. the whole the whole thing, the whole thing. Well, I, I I put down one thing that I already bought myself, which is a racket book. Um, that's basically like oh. you take notes with it, like a notebook, and then you can, uh, take like it uploads it to Google Drive, which is pretty cool. Um, because oh, okay. I like I I that's how I learn things is I take I write notes down, but then I have to retype it into Google Drive whenever I need it. Yeah, so. I've seen those before. Very practical, practical. And they were fucking very good ADD all thing. All sold out for Christmas, but I nabbed myself one on like a third party website. Um, I also want like, this is half joking, half not. I want a dispensary gift card. So like, I, I'd like to be able to oh. shop around. I'm not really like a weed person. I definitely don't smoke. Um, I, I want to like try a, lots of different products to see what could Probably possibly help to- with some insomnia and stuff like that. Sample edibles. Yeah, hit me up about that because I also have insomnia. We can try edibles. Yeah, I try. Well, I try. Yeah. Yeah. And I I I do a lot of edibles and they don't help. Just spoiler. But it's fun to do them. Yeah. Keeping with the theme of doing drugs for the holidays. Yeah. It's more so edibles are like I. Okay. Well, now I'm like now hallucinating. But sort of like with edibles, yeah. Like now yeah. I'm seeing everything more colorful, and I can't sleep. So I mean, this is <laughs> nice, but yeah, edibles have never helped me with insomnia. Um, like if I'm tired, I'm gonna go to sleep. But otherwise, I'm just like super fucking baked, and now I'm just like now I'm just awake. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I also said uh, I would like Elon Musk banned from Twitter for Christmas. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, also, nice. I want good. a gold chain like Alex does, so we can be twinsies. <gasps> I do want a gold uh, chain too. I'm adding something to my list. I kind of want to. I kind of want to. All right, all right. You guys really just stole my thunder because my my list is all right. Gold chain, hammer and sickle, or <gasps> hammer and sickle, gold chain. Uh huh. That sounds great. All right. That's awesome. one. 
Uh, Israel getting pushed into the sea. Hmm? That's two. Mm-hmm. On a gold chain? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, honestly, better idea. That's the best idea I've heard all night. I thought this was going to be a um, and, list of uh, chains. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, la- the last wish that I have for Christmas is that they drop the sequel trilogy from Star Wars canon. Yes! yes. 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 We want a post-birth abortion. Your, your move, Disney! Harley, do you want to fi- finish your list? Or I ha- oh, my that was pretty much it. Like- that was pretty okay. much it. I, I also, I really need new socks because, like, look at this fucking mess. Look at this that. fucking mess. I have a similar problem, yeah. Since I realized that we're allowed to put real things on here, I do uh, want alcohol for Christmas. Um, my roommate and dear friend of mine drank all of my booze. Uh, on the next stream, I'm going to show you all the remnants of booze that I have. I think I'm going to mix all of my remnants. I have like this much in every bottle. Oh, that's fun. Um, that's so fun. I thought that would be fun for the next stream. And then you can yeah. dare me to drink it. Okay, so here's my <laughs> list. Hell yeah. Um, two thousand dollars. Um, some of these now I'm reading them. I was on drugs when I wrote them. <laughs> so Continue. number two is um, quote a fully secular Santa Claus. Number three is one thousand pencils. Okay, I did. I, I did. Okay, so there's a Twitter account. Are we, I are we to, at the drug section yet or not? Because I have thoughts. I wanted to. This is my reminder to mention this. The Twitter account Michigan's Past. He's a an archivist who posts like cool old like random primary sources. He's been uh, posting um, stuff from old newspaper articles where kids would send in their um, their like Christmas wish. And this one kid asked for like, I think he asked for. Um, I don't know, like some sort of bike, a mini bike and 1,000 pencils. And it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I also want 1,000 pencils. Okay. So next up, it says a really long phone charger, but like really long. The next one says the crown, but about Mugabe or something, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) The third one says make this joke or the next one. How many of us have dead Henry Kissinger on this list? So I was able to make that joke. So that was a. um, Uh, Ricky, wow, wow. Wait, wait, Wait to spoil it. Way to spoil my list. No, that's that can't happen in 2020. 2020 is only people we like dying. Wait, what is that? Is that on your list, Joe? Because I was actually going to give us way too much credit. Uh, <laughs> so next one is a Jollibee. It's, it's Do you guys, have list. you guys ever it's, had Jollibee? No. Like I think it's Filipino. It's like a chicken fast food restaurant a that's creeping around. Really. Jollibee. It's called Jollibee. The next one is um, a bailout for a tuna plate. This is diners are going to... Okay, fine. Old people I will like get that, that joke. I like that. The next one, it says, I just want her back, parentheses, the Arby's on Grand River that they just tore down. You know, the old yes. Arby's in East Lansing? Yeah, rip. Um, pirate Radio. Um, nice. For Draymond Green to we join... We do need to do Pirate Radio. We uh, do that... I. We do need to be doing pirate radio. If you guys, if anyone's listening to this, knows how to do pirate radio, I know how to do pirate radio. And, and you're not FBI. If you're not FBI, we, if you're a cop, you need have to, to do tell us. Radio. All right, I have three more. I have three it's more. in the Constitution. You have, you have to just, uh, tell us that. Yo, has anyone proposed an amendment to, <laughs> to put that in the Constitution? <laughs> <laughs> Again, vote for me. You will have. 
all, all the amendments and all the holidays. Okay. Some cops of which will have will to inform sense. you if you ask if they're a cop. They will have to inform. <laughs> and if they don't, they're executed. <laughs> you can perform a citizen's execution. <laughs> yes! Some of these are relevant to our conversation. So, but I have three more. The next one is a new era of bad boys pistons featuring Draymond Green. Um, after yeah, hell that yeah. is hell yeah, I would love that. Trains, and the last one is a drug that's good and makes me happy. Okay, hold on. Was trains like a new you, drug? Trains? Did you I write want it a with new a, drug? Yeah, with, with trains. Did you write it as an, with an exclamation? Um, <laughs> not exclamation, but nope, question just, mark. Just trains. <laughs> just you're trains. like you're, you're like trains. No, I think that one explains itself <laughs> better than anything else on the list. We all want trains, right? I agree. We're socialists. Model I, or yeah, regular? I, Both for everybody. I'm surprised you didn't include sexual on that joke. Did you get me a model train, Ricky? No, that's just expensive. I told Alex <laughs> that he does have a Christmas present coming, but it's been en route from Southeast Asia for several months. Oh, is it research so chemicals? Which I, sounds like I'm not going to get it for Christmas. <laughs> no. Well, may, maybe, maybe, uh, when is Orthodox Christmas? When, how does that work? Oh, true. It might be in January. Christmas mm, is for the okay. capitalists. You know, it would be problematic. Sometimes it's on the same on day. The it's been on the same day. Ricky, was that the end of your list? Yep, that's it. Joe, do you have a wish list? Oh, um, well, since you took my Henry Kissinger thing. <laughs> 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 um, I'm just going to ask for um, the custody of uh, Elon Musk and Grimes' kids so I can raise them right to be proper communists. Oh, that's um, family abolitionist. <laughs> right? Yeah. Stealing Grimes' child. <laughs> um, legit, though, the one thing I really do want, because uh, I, I was thinking mostly jokes, but I would really love an air fryer. I just need to try and con because all the memes are going around. Also, my friend like makes these freaking delicious chicken tenders in one. Oof. Ooh, air fryers of the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm telling you. Um, okay. Again, uh, seriously though, I want my fucking stimulus. So I guess I have to agree. I have to agree with Ricky on the fucking two thousand dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> because because fucking the actual Scrooges are keeping me broke as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Honestly, for Christmas, um, you know, I just want to see my, um, you know, see my see my mom. You know, um, you know. Me Would and you mom- get your mom for Christmas? Oh wait, she doesn't get pre- that's mm. nothing. That's the see, I didn't get my mom is, shit. See all, see all of the Jehovah Witness yeah. shit that I hated throughout my entire life. Okay, meetings five days a week, witnessing, you know, being the snake in Eden, as Matthias had um, as I had said earlier in the pod. Okay, all of that is almost worth it because when holidays come around, I'm like. Hey, well, well, I'm, I'm a witness. <laughs> Joe, I, I know you well enough to know how much you love your mother, and I will say that you would love to buy buying if you love your mom, buying presents for a mom that you love is like the number one thing. Oh, but no. it, it, not if it makes your mom unhappy because she's Jehovah's Witness. And she's worried <laughs> that yeah, you're yeah. gonna go to hell now. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, honestly, though, I'm gonna buy her something, but I'm like not for christmas um yeah. because she has a 4k tv and she also does not does not have a 4k player <laughs> so um i'm gonna get i'm gonna bring her up into the um you know into the the 21st century um so or you can she, give her she, she, watches, yeah, she watches more tv and movies than i do like our family's major moms, into that. moms truly do that uh, yeah. yeah so all right i'm uh i'm gonna go next and then we'll finish with matthias i only have a few items um 
Number one, uh, what I'd like for Christmas, world peace. That'd be very cool. Well, now I feel like an asshole. <laughs> 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 yeah, fuck off. <laughs> uh, I would like, uh, I would like a drum kit. I've been wanting a drum kit for a very long time because I miss playing the drums. Uh, but like an electronic drum kit, uh. so I don't piss off my downstairs neighbor. Um, I would like for my new depression medication to start working. Um, Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Uh, oh, and uh, thirty doses of the coronavirus vaccine for me and my podcast co-hosts. Aww. Aww. I was actually gonna. I almost put. I almost put the vaccine. Are on we all gonna too. take five doses? No, no. <laughs> I was only. No, no. Like you got to make sure it works. No, one for each of you, and then the rest for me. Oh, are you gonna are you gonna take twenty five doses? I'll be super immune. I'll be a living god. <laughs> Ben's gonna become Doctor Manhattan. Hell yeah! <laughs> I was actually gonna say something I, I... bitchy about like politicians being like, after careful thought and consideration, I decided to go and get the sign up and get the coronavirus vaccine. I was like, mm. why are you all saying this? Like, I have the opportunity to go out and do this right now. Why are you all <laughs> phrasing it like, oh, I decided to just sign up and get in line and I got my coronavirus yeah. vaccine because it's what's safe for everyone. I was like, bitch, I would love to fucking sign up, but apparently I gotta wait till fucking summer. Get out of well, here. We have, we have to see what happens to Nancy Pelosi in the meantime. <laughs> well, you know, that could be because of yeah. anything. She's like a mummy. True, true. All right, Matias, what do you got? Okay. Um, I would like for Christmas the Olympic gold medal for comedy long jump. I would like a content warning on any post that will piss me off. I would mm. like a seductive leg lamp like in A Christmas Story. <laughs> um, I would like to be unbanned from Grinder for trying to buy drugs. <laughs> can, it be, can it be a male sexy leg lamp? Uh, no, it has to be the woman sexy leg lamp. Um, non-negotiable, Carly, non-negotiable. I want all the journalists I hate to be sent on an indefinite meditation retreat where they have to take a vow of silence. Is this, is this, retreat, is this retreat in Central Park? And, and are they coming back? tbd um i want um i want them to legalize drug driving (laughs) i want i want an ar-15 and a bump stock um i want i'm behind you with the drunk driving i want a year-long subscription (laughs) which is why we need trains damn it it's why we need trains sorry matthias (laughs) uh sorry we we do need the trains though because you know they don't have so many driving drivers in Europe. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, I have two more things. Uh I want a one year subscription to Tony the Tiger's OnlyFans and <laughs> I would like all of the unreleased Justin Trudeau blackface photos. Mm, bring it back. These yeah. few things I desire. See, I, 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 I want to step further. Should... I want the sex tape of um, Fidel Castro and, uh, <laughs> and I Trudeau's think Matias's list should just be your cold open. Can, can we we get, already can... have a cold open. Can what we get... was your cold open? I don't remember. We had a very it was funny hot though. Open. The cold open is me saying uh, no. something funny as shit. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> why am I? Why am I gonna? It's about the kid Home Alone jacking off when his parents were gone. Why? Why am I gonna cut Matias's thing off the end and put it at the beginning? 
Because it's funny out of context. That would be an amazing concept move. Why not for the keep it in context? <laughs> the episode. I, 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 ends. So, sorry, Ben, but I, I agree with Ricky. I think that would be a good cold open. I mean. Hey, hey, hey. I th- is this the first time we're recording with two women on the podcast? It's not the <laughs> first time. Oh. Carly and I have been on before. Hold on. Can we, can we, give, ourselves a med- can we give ourselves a medal anyway? No, you know what? You're right. We, we, we deserve a medal. You're right. This podcast should, for Christmas should get the Gloria Steinem Award for femi- most feminist podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we're we're like way over time now, so we got to sign off. Uh, but thanks everyone for listening. Uh, make sure to subscribe to our show. You can follow us on Twitter at SOTRPod. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at State of the Revolution. Um, we are probably going to be streaming uh, this coming Sunday on Twitch, uh, Sunday the 27th at 8 p.m., twitch.tv slash State of the Revolution. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad.